Welcome to another episode of On The Mic. I'm your host, Jake Colleen, and today I'm excited to share with you a story from a man I've known for a while now. His name is Cade McBride. Cade is a tour professional on three different tours, the Aussie tour, the Chinese tour, and also the Asian tour. So um, I'm very thankful that he's here, and uh, it's great to have you on board, Cade. Thanks, mate. Yep, it's uh, good to be here. This is my first ever podcast, so there should be a few trip overs, so it should make for good listening to it for a few people. <laughs> mate, I'm in the same boat, mate, so we'll have a bit of fun together, I'm sure. So um, basically, uh, we're in lockdown, and I thought it was a good time to have a chat. So tell me what you're up to with your time at the moment. Uh, yeah, there hasn't been a whole heap of golf going on. I'll give you that for the hot tip. <laughs> so uh, finish. What do you mean, mate? I've got all these guys uh, got these nets out the mate, back and putting greens. You what? want to hear about golf, you better get someone else on here. <laughs> what do you mean? Finished New Zealand Open um, at the start of March and then it was my birthday on the 2nd of March and I was over in Queensland. Queensland's like my uh, favourite place in the world and then um, came home and I was sort of looking forward to having a little bit of a holiday and then we were kicking off the um, Chinese tour, the CGA, Chinese Golf Association. And we were getting and getting ready to go over there, and I was looking forward to getting over there this year because um, should have been red hot contention going through this year. But um, then yeah. the coronavirus happened. A few, you know, people couldn't resist the old bat soup, and then <laughs> that was it. <laughs> they locked it. They locked us. They oh, locked us down here, and um, it sort of went from me looking forward to having a having a bit of a two week break to me having <laughs> about a six week break at the moment, still pending on what's going to be happening. And then, um, yeah, pretty much since I've been at home, all I've really been doing is just the first two weeks I did pretty much absolutely nothing. I was sort of looking at myself in the mirror thinking, geez, how am I going to get through these next six months without turning into an alcoholic? <laughs> and we sort of uh, we came out the other end of that tunnel, which was nice. And then I've just pretty much just been working out, um, eating good, surfing. Mm. Yeah, I mean, just honestly doing the things around me that I haven't really got time to do. It's kind of been interesting because it's been one of those things where it's like um, you kind of like at home and it's kind of like a weird tapering effect because you come off like a competitive season and you're looking forward to like getting home, sort of rest, and then you just get straight back into it. But then it's sort of like I'm one of those guys where I like to have things like in front of me and I like to sort of see what see what I'm going to be able to be doing. And with that kind right, of removed, right. it's been like one of those things where like I sort of like go through this like dip and like you're really unmotivated to do things. <laughs> And then I'm sort of like, I'm sort of starting to pop out the other side of that now, which has been good. So it's right, been um, right. it's been a lot of fun, but just hanging out with mates and um, yeah, cruising around, staying fit and healthy, which has been good. Nice. So, you, so you're not worried about having no golf under your belt or anything, no swings, nothing. You're just like, no, nah, not, not interested in that. Don't care. And once I get ready and my mind's on, you're ready yeah, to go. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Like, I mean, I've sort of, I felt a little bit bad about it, but it, I mean, I... I sort of, I, at the same time, it sort of doesn't really matter. Like, I mean, the stuff that I work on with my psychologist, um, like we talk about a lot of the stuff, like, I mean, mm. and there's a lot of, um, yeah, there's a lot of studies that are starting to back this up now. Like when you hit the autonomous skin, skill level, and then obviously we become to that higher level mm -hmm. where like, I mean, it's pretty much our life is like the information and stuff is all sort of stored through your spinal column. And like, I mean, I know it's not going mm. anywhere or anything like that. It's more or less just if I get out there and I just have to pretty much just be firing mentally. And I mean, obviously I'll do a fair bit of lead up practice to when things are going to start cracking on again. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm mm -hmm. not worried about that. And I've also been using it as a recovery period as well. Like, I mean, I had a, I found out last year in August, I had like a, a October, November, I found out actually that I've got what's called a pars defect and that's like a it's a it's a broken bone more or less between um l5 and s1 in your back and it's on my right side and it's just sort of whatever reason it sort of only just cropped up and was causing a bunch of irritation when i was over in europe um for european q school and missed there pretty much because i felt like i was just yeah a little bit hampered with this sort of handcuff i guess with this injury and then had a bunch of injections and whatnot go through and I managed to limp my way through the sort of end of the season. Um, but yeah, it was definitely, it was, it was really, really frustrating to be honest. And I don't deal well with like these sort of injuries. No. Well, and you know, talking to that injury, how did you sort of diagnose that? Did you, did you feel like there's something wrong and you, you just 
you thought it was a niggle or how, how did that come? Yeah. About? And like, I mean, I guess I'm my own worst enemy. Cause like, I'll sort of like, I'll say it's me before it's my body kind of thing. Um, right, and right, right. I got to the point where it was like, I was like, it hurt. And I was over in China at our final two events. Um, and there are big events co-sanctioned with the European tour. And, um, I just thought to myself, I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, I'm gonna have to pull out of this event. And like, I was kind of on the cut line. It was kind of one of those things. Like I was like two outside the cut line, I think. And I was just, and I was oh, just no. furious and frustrated. Like just couldn't do what I wanted <laughs> to do anyway. And like went down mm. 10 and like, I was like my 10th also like, um, like going into the weekend on Friday. And I was like, well, like, let's, but if we can birdie this, like we'll be a chance anyway. So like hit like this sort of like grand grandpa sort of three wood down there then like an eight iron up there like you know awesome eight iron and then just it's landed short of the flag actually and just got this terrible bounce like it's just the worst bounce and i'm like i'm like god damn and i get up there and it's like 30 feet and i'm going fuck anyway and then i bloody box this 30 footer and i've gone shit now i'm gonna stay out here <laughs> Anyway, and then I ended up bogeying uh, the next, and I'm just going, God damn it, like, what the hell's going on here? It's this easy part three, three putted of all things. And then I gave myself a really good birdie look on the next and the next, missed both of those, and get to this par five. It's, it's actually quite a difficult par five, like, have to hit a really nice drive down there. And it's like landed in the yeah. fairway, bounced hard left into the rough, and I've gone, oh, yeah, so like, there goes all chances of making eagle. <laughs> And I get up there and it's like sitting in this like bird nest sort of lie. Anyway, I'm like got 240 something meters to the flag uphill. Like got to get it around this sort of skirt around this kind of bunker. And it was just sort of like a Hail Mary three wood sort of thing. And I'm like, it's like just unbelievable. Like just typical golf, like landed like front edge, like skirted around the bunker up there to like literally six foot. And I've held it for eagle. I've gone, oh my fucking God. Now I definitely have to stay out here. <laughs> Anyway, all the all all being said and done, I ended up um, at the 17th hole, which is another par five, like taking it on in two, and I knew I had to birdie one of the last um, two holes. Anyway, and I've hit this like the pin sort of tucked left, and like there's some shit around it and whatever. Anyway, and I've hit this three wood and like just hit the best three wood, and it's airmailed the green into the hazard over the back, and I've just gone, oh no. Anyway, and then I've ended up dropping it, getting it up and down for par, and then like just had zero right to hit a drive on driver on the last hole. So, but I just thought to myself, yep, why not? Let's hit driver. Anyway, mince this driver got like it's gone like 360 meters. Like it's just so much adrenaline coursing through me. And then hit bloody sand wedge to from oh, sorry, lob wedge from 80 something meters down into like. 10 foot and hold that for birdie to make it on the cut <laughs> and then um wow and then sort of that beware the sick golfer yeah right? and like i guess that was kind of the point getting back to what your question was i was like okay like there's something there's something definitely wrong here anyway and then i yeah, came right. home from foshan open and um sort of just a doctor from my golf club who's a radiologist ended up going in there and um having a few scans and stuff like that and like what we originally thought it might've been like an aggravated or bulging disc or something like that. And um, he's sort of looking at it and go, oh no, no, like it's totally fine. It's totally fine. And I get up and I'm like, yes, how good's this? Like it's just rest and recovery. My physio just thought it was just a mm. aggravated um, facet joint. And then he pulls out the MRI mm. and sticks it on the screen, has another look and he goes, actually, wait a second. Anyway, he goes, come in here and then we'll do, um, a 3D CT and the 3D CT showed up that I had a broken bone in my back and I'm going, oh no. And it was just like, if you can imagine, I've gone from like, oh yes, there's no injury at all. It's just like an aggravated yeah, joint yeah, to yeah. like, you've got a broken bone in your back sort of thing. And like, it was just oh the my God. biggest sinking feeling going into that. Um, anyway, and so then yeah. I had a bunch of injections and whatnot and it like, it definitely got me through. Um, but yeah, it's been nice having this period where because it takes about four months for it to heal properly. It's called it's a pars defect in a lot of cricketers and um, sort of running high impact oh. sports get it. Apparently, I got it when I was really young and so I just showed up. Um, but it's been nice to do some recovery on that right. and not have to just manage it, if you know what I mean. 
Sure. So that was that was my next question. Like, do you, they know where it, where you did it, how you did it? It might have been something from a small fall as a kid. Yeah, or like I used to ride yeah, motorbikes yeah. and stuff when I was a kid, but like I don't uh, yeah. really remember like ever hurting my back and being like ah, but like everyone's falling on their tailbone at the same time, and like that's just the worst yeah, feeling sure, ever. Sure. So I assume it was probably something like that. But they all said it's a really really old break in my back. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. Really? So, fair dinkum, man. That sounds that sounds too. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> scary. Yeah, it, it's kind of like one of those humbling things, I guess. And I had surgery on my wrist. Yeah. Just prior to me turning pro, which yeah. kind of delayed me turning professional. It's like um, it can all be taken away from me, like really, really quickly, yeah, sure. and like it just comes back to like you just really have to look after yourself. Yeah, sure. Well, the the the, the wrist injury you spoke mm. of, like, is that is that obviously from golf hitting balls? Do you think I that is that aggravated? I think it was that? golf. Is that partying or? <laughs> I think it was golf, but like, I mean, <laughs> it was it was more or less a wear and tear injury, and like, I did a lot of like Olympic lifting and stuff like that, and I mean, yeah, hindsight's sure. an amazing thing. Looking back, and you're sort of just like, oh yeah, like that probably wasn't the wisest idea doing that sort of stuff. Yeah, um, right. Anyway, and then surgery and stuff on that and it's yeah it's bloody good as new so the uh the powerlifting you spoke mm. about um so do you think that had anything to do with uh, the lower back injury too not repairing no i don't and, think so uh, because like well? uh, like yeah. i felt healthier than ever when i was doing all that sort of stuff i mean it's just like when you yeah, think about sure. it you're doing like a full overhead snatch or overhead squat and like you're got 60 kilos or whatever and it's just all sort of sitting on your wrist and like i mean obviously it starts through mm, your smaller sure. joints goes to the bigger ones but i think when you're sure. doing such sort of like minute little fine movements and that sort of stuff with golf and like it's a whole body sure, kind sure. of activity i guess those things kind of can catch up to you when especially when you're um yeah swinging a golf club yeah exactly and wear and tear as you said mm. um it's a small joint so it's, it can only take so much over time yeah definitely but how important do you think the the power lifting and things was for you for your game massive the stability the yeah support? massive like i mean i think it gave me such a really good foundation um for the stuff that i did and like um my strength coach ryan gambit like he was awesome like seriously so so knowledgeable yeah but i mean i think it was just kind yeah. of one of those things where like uh like that sort of stuff doesn't really happen in golf because golf is perceived as like an old man sort of you don't really need to be that fit but now like it's just yeah, got this sure. ridiculous progression towards like everyone out there is reasonably athletic now and then like you just look at the mm -hmm. people coming through like everyone's just getting fitter and fitter and fitter hitting it longer did you add sort of speed and i and, did add speed and distance and or? probably stability is probably the big one that i'll talk about in terms of what i yeah. added but like um when i was sort of seeing him i was probably like between 18 and 21 kind of thing and i would have been swing driver mm. probably around i don't know 116 which was like which is pretty decent and then but my biggest yeah. pickup was speed was sort of when i started working my psychologist um we just did some awesome work and then I just started picking up speed like I was going out of fashion. Like, I mean, at the PGA Championship um, at Royal Pines, this is the fastest I'd ever seen myself swinging. I had my track man behind me and I was swinging driver. This was prior to the Friday round. Hit four drives, I think, and all of them were over 126 and a half mile an hour, which was good. And, like, I mean, wow. yeah, so, like, swing, swing wow. speed's definitely picked up a lot. But you know, I would attribute it to like the underlying ability to be able to do it was probably, yes, my strength and stuff. But then actually being able to implement it and put it into my game was definitely because of my psychologist. So he allowed you to sort of swing freer? Is that what yeah, you're Yeah, it's to? sort of, it's more or less, yeah, swinging freer. Yeah, that's definitely it. And, and trusting trusting it. it, just like changing your mindset a little bit. And I mean, um, sure. that was, I just instantly just saw speed just gradually pick up. It wasn't like I went from like 116 to 126. It was like over a period right. of time where it was definitely just getting faster and faster. And it's kind of one of those things. It's like a new kid with a toy. And it's like, oh yeah, yeah like yeah, sure. oh, you've got all this speed, which is great to have all this speed, but like no one cares if you hit it like a long way. Like, I mean, you can ask no, Zach Johnson right. or whatever and he'll just sort of laugh at you. But like, it's obviously a weapon and it's just about being able to just mm, add mm. it to your arsenal. And I guess that was the learning process that was involved with it as well. But I'd, I'd yeah, rather man, have it. I'd it. rather have it. <laughs> Put it that way. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, obviously if you can control it enough, um, definitely. And there's definitely courses that will suit it better and more. But yeah, as you said, if you can, if I think Tiger always says he's at 90, 95 and can get to a hundred if he needs to. Right. But, um, you know, if you're playing for money, you're playing for tournaments, you know, you're a little bit under just to make sure that you're keeping in control and, and right in front of you, you know, where you're hitting it. So, um, that's that, you know, playing golf to me is is a combination of when to go for it when not to what what do you think about that i mean having the arsenal there is great but making the decisions at the right time is that very important too when you're playing? 100% and like golf's like like tournament golf is such an unusual thing because like you can shoot 7 and 8 under in like the first and second round but i mean you still only really unless like you've just had an absolute purple blinder you're still only ever going to be five in front and five shots over two days isn't very much. And like, that's the yeah, thing that's is right, like, yeah. yeah, you can do that. But like, if you shoot seven under and like, you'd be like, okay, like that's really repeatable. Like I can just go out there do that to make good decisions again. Yes. You have to hold parts, but mm. I mean, the difference between shooting 71 and like 66 is just such a small difference. And then it's all mentality sort of thing. Yeah. You get a little lucky here and there, but I mean, it goes both ways as mm. well. So it, it, it's going to average out and like i mean if you can make good decisions and your career is not one tournament either your career is 25 years so like you got to go out there with a the mentality like yeah my career is 25 years and this is how we're going to make this career good and it's kind of like going to a casino you just play the odds yeah yeah it's an interesting point i mean you talk about perspective mm. like i think that's what you're talking mm. about and understanding that you know, in golf, you're going to get some bad lies mm. and bad breaks, some good ones. And, you know, I think yeah, allowing yourself to go into the golf game mm. um, or go- golf tournament knowing that these things can happen yeah. and you've just got to deal with them at the time. Like, you know, I think if you go out there to try and play perfect, mm. you're going to get emotional, you're going to get upset at things that don't go right. And, you know, with golf, we all know with golf, things don't go right a lot of the time. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think that's interesting that you you have that perspective. I think it allows you to, to do well. And I think it allows you to shoot low scores when you've got that perspective. As well. Yeah, definitely. And like, that's one thing I battle with. And like, I work a lot with, with my psych is um, like, I am just by nature, like a perfectionist. I'm my own worst enemy. Like will yeah. admit it any day of the week. Like, it's just <laughs> how, how I am. Like, I don't really want to do anything unless I can do it like a hundred percent. So the thing like this, but like my friends have all these jokes. Like when I get into things like, fishing or spear fishing or whatever it is it's not like i'll just go and sort of like just half do it it's like well like we're doing this like 110 percent sort of thing and i guess yeah, that, sure, i guess sure. that's kind of like going back to like my golf is um that's kind of where it becomes like a balancing act for me out there is like things aren't always going to go perfectly when you're out there yes you're going to get a bad lie yes you're going to hit an awesome golf shot but you might get not get the reward mm, you mm. want and it might happen five times in a row on holes and like you just look at it and you yeah, just go right, like yeah. I just wrote down five pars but I've just played five holes better than any of the other birdies that I've made this week sort of thing and like I mean that's where it sure. really comes into perspective and for me the sort of I guess the catalyst was kind of like going out there and sort of just realize that okay if you play the odds you're going to end up it's going to end up mm. in your favor and then it just comes down there's a little bit of obviously leeway either way but if you just play it yeah, smart sure, sure. it's going to work like you're better off if you've got to fly a lie like over 25 years you're better off playing probably just just to the safe side of the flag to the safest spot as yeah. opposed to taking on the flag and like i mean you might get it 10 foot closer but you're also going to bring in the bogeys and worse well that's right i mean i think tiger obviously being the goat he's the best at that mm. like when i watch him play now he is so good at manipulating that ball where he wants it yeah like he, he'll have 20 footers all day if he thinks that that's going to be the best play for that hole yeah and he's so patient with it. Yeah. And I guess that's, um, I read something that he says, like, if he hits it in the trees, like he, his first thing is like, okay, so how do I play this hole with the worst possible outcome being a bogey? Because if you have a bogey, it's no big deal because you can bird it the next and it's sort of just, mm, you're all back mm, to a level yeah. playing field. But when you have the doubles, that's when they hurt. Yeah. And you notice that when you're playing tour golf is, is just keep the doubles off. And, you know, if you have your great rounds, you'll have, you know, eight, nine birdies or whatever. And, if you can have two or three bogeys, mm. then you're still making a really good score. For sure. And it's also like, I mean, you gotta you gotta kind of just you gotta be able to go out there, I guess, and just 
not make the silly mistakes either because that's the big ones as well like i mean yeah everyone's going to hit it in the trees and sort of everyone sort of is going to play a little bit on the defensive and try and mm. make yeah. the the par and like they'll probably end up making a bogey because it's not that hard to do it but the ones mm. where like you make bogeys from wedges or like you've got a pretty basic shot and you sort of just make the wrong decision or an aggressive decision you miss execute they're the ones that cost you as well so i mean there's also there's a vice versa to it and so you know you talk about working with your psych and how you go into a mm. tournament now now obviously you got your sort of mickelson sort of type that goes out try and birdie every hole mm. that's the mindset and you know obviously that's worked pretty well for him but how do you approach sort of going into the weekend, making the cut and then, you know, trying to win the tournament? Or do you just try and go one shot at a time, like literally? Um, I go into an event, like first and foremost, I'm going into an event because I want to compete and I want to win. And like, I mean, that's just part of me. But then like, I mean, you have to also go in there and you sort of got to have trust in yourself. Like if you do a good job, like you're going to be right there no matter what. So that's my thing is like, yeah, yeah. my thing is like, just go out there, do a good job. I know what a good job means to me. And I mean, if yeah, I go sure. out there and I do that and I stick to that plan, I know I'm going to be right there at the end of the, of the event. And I mean, that's where it sort of comes down to that balancing act is like, okay, now you could do a good job and you go out there and like, there's, there's so many steps to the process of doing that. And where does that confidence come from? Is that through all your junior golf? And, and I guess it's sort of... Is that where that's coming from? I guess it's kind of just been through like the last sort of 18 months, 12, 18 months sort of thing. Like, I mean, like I've always known that I can do it, but it's just, there's a difference between yeah. like, oh yeah, I know I can do that. But then like actually going out there yeah. and doing it. And um, it, it it's just, yeah, I guess it's just how it is. And it's actually nice talking to you because I haven't played golf for so long. It's bringing back all these like good feelings and memories and yeah, stuff of like sure. um, sort of reliving those moments, which sure. is nice. But yeah, like I, like I know if I go out there and I do a good job and like on the course, managing myself, my game, et cetera. Um, yeah. I'm going to end up at towards the pointy end at, uh, at the end of the week. And then there's a big difference between when you like, I, I can get there, but then when you get to that pointy end, like you've got to be able to sort of, cop putting yourself in really good positions and then not winning like when i look back at like sort of my yeah. last 12 months is like i played like i had five like really legitimate chances to win and i didn't play bad in any of them like i didn't like just fall over the no, line or anything no. like in the last 18 holes or nine holes or anything like that like i just put myself sure, in sure. like seriously good positions and then that's kind of where i learned the most like um I think back to a few events where I, I ended up, I was equal leader with like five holes to go or something like that. And yeah. had like a five foot par putt, like hit a good putt, just hit the edge, get to the next, like um, hit the edge for birdie. And then this really hard par three where there was actually a boat where you could win it for a hole in one. Anyway, and I've hit this <laughs> six iron, I literally just flagged <laughs> this six iron. I'm just going, yeehaw, like I'm going to be in a boat. Get in. Get and in. it's like up there to five foot, <laughs> another really good putt just rolls over the edge and I'm just going, Jesus Christ, what yeah. do I have to do? And then the same thing on the yeah. following hole yeah. and it's like, okay. And then you kind of look back at what the winner does. The winner, like they're not going to hold all four unless they're coming from behind. But like, I mean, the hole two, that's no. still really good and ended up a few out of, a few yeah. out of the top. And that's just how it sort of goes. And um, that happened, yeah, a bunch of times. And it's just sort of like, you take that confidence, oh, like I didn't trip yeah. over and fall and crumble. It's like, mm. oh yeah, like I actually mm. really, I stood up, I, I came to the I came to the show and then like, yeah, you can't win every single time. It's just how it is. But if you put no, yourself that's right. in you contention. Can't control... Yeah, exactly. You can't control mm. what everyone else is doing. But if you put yourself there enough, it'll happen eventually. I mean, mm. I mean, look at Mickelson mm. with his majors. Mm put himself there over and over again and finally it, you broke through mm. but you got to learn from those situations and sometimes as you said you can't control whatever i mean look at charles Schwartz. i think it was at 2013 oh no 2011 he came back mm. and we birdied four or five yeah, like, six yeah, holes yeah, or something yeah, yeah. you know to win that yeah. so it's sort of like jason day i think adam scott were you know looking like they were going to win jason day i think bogeyed 16 17 yeah. and threw it away almost but i mean these sort of things you as you said, you put yourself there enough and then it'll, it'll happen eventually. But I'm interested when you said that, you know, you, you stood on the tee, like the last few holes, you're in contention, 
you feel the heat now do you feel that physically mentally i mean how does it how does it react with you when you feel it um so like it's kind of like i guess i got a two-part answer for that it's like prior to like sort of you like getting the confidence that it was kind of like more uh an anxiety weight where you're like you know you're there sort of thing but it was kind of like oh like don't kind of like don't butcher it up or sort of thing and then and like that's just so the mind's going yeah the mind's and going, like that's yeah. just me being perfectly yeah. honest but then towards the end of it it was just totally freaking different like it was like just so excited and it's just like i'm going out there just to beat these guys you know real yeah, like sure. as bad as i sure. could possibly do it like i don't want to say anyway you give yourself a pretty good yeah pretty sure. pretty good pretty sure, good sure. handing out there and um that's yeah. kind of my mentality now is like yeah i'm like super excited yes so everyone's nervous out there because you contend in and it's um like yeah. everything else removed like it's a competition against yourself and it's who's going to manage themselves the best and like people yeah. do get a little lucky like let's just be real about it but i mean yeah exactly but yeah. doing that sort of stuff is just like yeah like i just love it and like that's sort of the thing that i'm really missing now is that competing side of things it's like like i want to be there like i want to be doing that kind of stuff and i guess that's what kind of gives yeah. me that like do it like the happiness and like sort of just con- the confidence yeah, and the confidence yeah, right yeah. If you, you want the ball it's like you know jordan all, all the best yeah. what tiger want the ball yeah and you know back themselves in and they're okay to fail they're happy to fail and i think that if you can combine those two things like you know to me i think that's pretty pretty good mixture for sure and like i mean i'm always like i'll always say if i screw up or whatever it might be or i think i can do something better yeah. And I guess that's kind of like one of the benefits of being like your, your own harshest sort of critic. Yeah, exactly. Did, did you tap into a mental or physical routine when you sort of get pressure or does that just happen? Yeah, like, now yeah, and that takes times. a while to develop as well. So like the stuff me and my site go through, like, I mean, it's all yeah, like, yeah. it's all a process. It's not like I'm just getting out there going, oh yeah, let's try and win. Like you got to have things in place to try and do that as well because you can't just sort of, get through on a really consistent basis without those sort of like processes. Yeah, sweet. Now, a bit, a bit more of a different pressure, but still pressure. I want to talk about the 60 yeah. you shot. Now, I- interestingly, interestingly, this was at Wuhan <laughs> Valley Open in China. Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> I, I, I was like refreshing it, making sure that this was correct when I was researching this, but I, I couldn't believe yeah. what I was Yeah, that's at. correct. So what's it like over in Wuhan? Oh, mate, it's a brilliant with? place. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, honestly, it's not, it like... Any fish markets? Fish markets, bat soup, the whole lot, mate, you name it. <laughs> honestly i can't believe that's where you've had your six yeah um <laughs> it was kind of weird because we actually started that event on a wednesday it was a wednesday to saturday event because they were having the world military um olympics there and the golf course we were playing at that's where like deal like and like korea like right. sorry south right. korea and stuff and japan are all coming over for this war game well, sorry war olympic games and they played these sports anyway yeah. and so like they were coming over to play like these military world olympics at the golf course that we were playing from wednesday to saturday and the whole city of wuhan is kind of like a, it's a very militarized city and um there's a lot of military presence there but kind of oddly enough where we were it was just very low-key not very many people around and then like when you get to the golf course like we get shuttled there on buses and um we have to take our golf clubs out, throw them through a metal detector and whatnot to make sure we didn't have anything. Oh my God. And then, yeah, right. get them, put them back on the bus, go up there, and everything was fine after that. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it's, it, it is a little bit um, coincidental, but yeah, it was at Wuhan. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, uh, you didn't quite get there in the end. I think you finished fourth yeah. or something. Um, but gee, I'm having a look at your scorecard here. You birdied the first six holes. Um, no, no, no. I did, I did, so there's more to this. So when you, say, oh. when, you, when you say, oh, yeah, like you didn't get the win, like it's funny because like I think I was the last group to tee off 10 on Sunday. And like I sort of like got right. some tea and like I knew if I shot a good score, like it would mean something. So I wasn't going out there sort of just free free wheeling. Like I, I, I was like looking at, I was the last group to tee off 10 or first group to tee off 10, something like that. And um, I was having... I had a sore back there because I'd played a bunch of weeks in a row and like I was just tight like your body just gets tight 
So you shot 60 on a sore back, is that what you're saying to me? Yeah, like I was, yeah, I was in, it was weird, eh? It was so weird. Have a so listen. Weird. Have a listen. So anyway, I hit this, I hit this, like, just like, I sh- shanked this driver off the first hole and like it's come up. Sh- which is the 10th. Yeah, which is the 10th, like just short of the hazard. Hit this yeah. three iron into the bunker over the back. Like it's just got this hot flyer, like all the grass is dewy and stuff. Anyway, and then um, got this bunker up and down. I was like, oh, that's a pretty good start, like one under. Anyway. Get to the next hole. It's kind of like this tightish par four, all this shit right, and then long grass left. Anyway, and I've just, like, my go-to drive on sort of tight holes is like a flat fade. Anyway, so I've pegged the first one up, hit it left into the bush. No, oh, I hit a provisional. Pegged that one up, hit it left into the bush. Oh, I hit a provisional. Pegged that one up, hit it left into the bush. All right, fourth, <laughs> fourth provisional. <laughs> Put this no. thing, and I've hit it in the bunker right and it's plugged in the top of the lip like just like oh under the grass like God. just heinous anyway get out there found all my golf balls including my first one anyway hit it up onto the back edge of the green made a no. good two putt and then I was just bloody off to the races since then and I just went like stump 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 like hole and long putts and stuff like it was nuts and I turned, I think, five under. Is Wowzers. that right? I think I turned five under through. Yeah, well, look, I don't have the exact scorecard in front of me, but I've obviously written that you birdied the first six holes, so you obviously got to 10 I think, and birdied six I th- No, I must have row. been four under then. Yeah, I must have been four under because I turned four right. red and, like, no bogeys, and then I've just gone, like, oh, yeah. like, pretty good. Like, we can get going. And then I've just gone... <laughs> Birdie, 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 birdie. And I've gone, holy shit. Like, what the hell? I'm like 10 under. And I've held this 24. I've never, ever been 10 under in my life. I've had nine under um, at, yeah, at yeah. Burley Golf yeah. Club. And then I've like got this 25 footer. And I'm like, I've got this putt for 10 under. And like, it happened like that, having six in a row as well. Was that the first time you thought about it? Oh yeah, like well, well I part? knew, like I knew I was going low, but like my whole mentality, I was right, like, I was right, like, birdie, 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 like I was like, let's go, right. sort of thing. Anyway, and I actually had the lead group in front of me, so I'd had six birdies on the trot, hit ten under, and like word must have got around <laughs> the crowds, and like the crowd started leaving the the lead group who which had the leaders in it, and they started coming back and yeah. watching me, and I'm just going like I'm like this is fifty nine yeah, watch, I'm like this is good. Anyway, and like I got to um, got to ten under, and I'm just going like, holy hell, like this is going nuts, and like it, like you got to understand, and I don't want to pump my own tires up here, but this golf course was no snack, like please do, like this please golf do. course please was do. no snack, like there was, and there's people that can vouch for me, like this golf course was a difficult yeah. golf course, um, right. anyway, and sort of going through it, like got got to um, yeah, the ten under or so, and um was just going like whoa and then there's like hard finishing <laughs> holes to wrap it all up um but yeah like shooting 11 was pretty nuts pretty nuts thinking back about it sort of i'll run you i'll run you through it like, so it was a par 71 right par 71 uh no oh. it was a, i'm pretty sure it was a par 72 it was, a par 72. It was i think it, yeah yeah so you've shot 12 I shot twice sorry i was i was 12 under so yeah um yeah, rob, yeah trying to rob myself of a shot there um, no, what are you doing, man? <laughs> I was trying to think. I was like, that's more impressive than shooting sixty when it's a par seventy, man. Come on, yeah, twelve under, man. That's that's proper proper stuff in tournament golf. If you don't mind, now put it in perspective for you. I don't. You wouldn't know this probably. Ten players have only shot fifty nine in tournament golf, right? Yeah. Ever. Ever, yeah. Right. Thirty seven have shot sixty on the PJ tour. So obviously on different tours that's not encountered, yeah. but only thirty seven have shot sixty. And I'm assuming in that sixty there's a lot of seventies and seventy one parts. Yeah. Still not as impressive as shooting twelve. So I'm just letting you know that's uh that's rare air. That is rare <laughs> air, mate. <laughs> mate, that's yeah, it was pretty nuts. Like I knew it was pretty special and like the craziest part was like I hold this twenty five footer was like this up up the hill left to right which any right-handed golfer knows like that's a difficult part because you got and like you got to hit it firm as well anyway i box this thing and i told myself i was like we're gonna birdie this hole but then we're going to the next which is this par five and like it's one of these par fives like it's a very japanese par five where the, like your world can just come crashing down on top of you like it's like just hitting this drive down a goddamn hallway, out of bounds left and right, and like it's it's very narrow. Like pretty much, I'd say 
90% of the field probably hit four iron off the tee. Like it was like, it was right. really tight. And I said to myself, I was like, we're going to get to 10. We're getting up there and we're putting our ball sack <laughs> on the goddamn tee and we're hitting the driver. <laughs> like, anyway, and like, I've just totally rinsed this flat fade drive down there. Like it's gone like way over 300 meters, like longest drive down there all week I've seen. And like, just could not have hit a better golf shot. Like it was, it's one of those like shots and like everybody's got it. Like you just go back to and you're just like, holy shit. But then like I was 10 under and like, mm-hmm. I've sort of hit this drive knowing that I'm sort of in contention for the event now. Like, I'm like, oh shit, I could shoot 59 and I could win this golf tournament. What am I going to do? <laughs> like, sort of thing. And like, this is going back to my point before, like you've got to have good processes in there. And like, that's just yeah, what I lent sure. on, like really, really good. And I've rinsed this drive, gone through great processes the whole time, hit this awesome forearm, like, and it's like a hard shot again, OB left and right, like just under the fringe of the green and chipped it down to two foot and then tapped that in and then gone to the next. And like, I'm pretty excited. Like I'm 11 under par. Like I'm like, holy shit, what's going on here? How many holes left? There's, so you're 11 under with how many holes left? three holes left. Anyway. Three holes left. Anyway, and so, it's this, so you could win the tournament. I could win the tournament. Yeah. I could ch- and I'm thinking 58. Like, let's go. 58. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like... That's impressive. Like, That's impressive. The 12. I'm on 14. Anyway, and so, like, I've got... Furic, Furic here. So, I'm like... Furic's sort of 58. Yeah, and I've got, like... um, It's a six-arm, real tough part three. Um, It's, like... It's 180 metres, but... It's straight downhill, so it's actually 211 metres, I think, from memory, but it plays 31 downhill. Like, it's a long way downhill. And obviously, I've got that much adrenaline coursing through me. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I'll just hit a smooth six. And this is the one bad decision I made all week, uh, all day, sorry, was I hit this six iron, and I knew it was a seven iron because I was like, account for the adrenaline. And I thought I did, but not that much adrenaline. Anyway, and I've hit it long and I'm just going, oh, fuck, like not a fucking, just anywhere yeah. but there. And it's dead, like pins yeah. on this little runoff. I've hit this awesome chip, like such a good chip out of this thick rough down to like sort of 10 foot. And this is one of those other things I look back on and it's like, this was a seriously pressure filled part. Like this kept everything going. Like this was a lot. <laughs> yeah, and I sure. just rolled sure. this unreal part like into the dead center of the hole it's like rattled back and forth in the in the in the car oh, i was yeah, just nice. pumped about it anyway <laughs> and then i put myself in another hairy position on the next hole actually like hit a pretty good shot down there and it's kind of it's kind of this odd little hole and having to shape like an iron around this tree in the middle of the fairway hit a pretty good shot to mm. my credit and it's gone just onto the back edge but this is some like this is a part of the green i hadn't seen all week um for a flag i knew it was there but i hadn't seen it in tournament yeah. conditions and it's sort of like this like yeah. sort of like probably five percent slope like it was freaking steep and the greens are quick mm. and like i thought i've hit this really good part like just touched it and it's rolling 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 and it comes and it comes up sort of short and left downhill slider like and like i was like okay like we've got this sort of five or six foot putt now like if you miss the hole it's gonna go eight foot by like at a bare minimum <laughs> anyway so i'm like i'm nervous over this putt as well so like I, i've held that putt i'm like, jesus christ thank god for that and i was telling myself down going down this last hole which is sort of this sort of it's sort of like a semi double dog leg par four it sort of like goes round to the right bunkers left and right ob both left and right yeah and then sort of shoots back around and i'd been hitting three wood and i'd been hitting a three wood into the bunkers and i was like nah let's hit driver like let's just do it again so again just totally rinsed this driver like just such a good goal shot flat fade off the car path still can see it's so good down the middle had a hundred and had a hundred and um 31 meters sorry 38 meters to the flag and i knew this was for 59 too and like i've got a i've got a pitching wedge in my hand and like the flag sort of like tucked in behind this little like sort of bowly kind of mound and i've hit this pitching wedge and just hit it dead out of the screws like so good anyway and it like lands left of the flag 
bounces in line with the flag and stops. And it's like golfers know this, like the ball's dead in line with the flag. And I'm like, and like people are clapping and stuff. And I'm like, like, I can't tell how, like how far away is it? How far away is it? Yeah, that's right. Anyway, I'm like, Could be a foot or 10 foot. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, shit, like I've got a 10 footer for 60. How good's this? But like, you're still nervous about it. Anyway, yeah, and then sure. I get up on the green and no goddamn word of a lie. The golf, like this is the hole. And like, this is me coming from this direction. A third of the golf ball is hanging over the front of the cup. And it's like literally like a dimple from going in. Unbelievable. Like <laughs> totally kidding. unbelievable. They've got it all on video. Anyway, so like, obviously I was really happy, but then I was annoyed at the same time. I was like, shit, <laughs> like I could have, like it could have gone in. But anyway, so like literally a tap in 60 and this is, that's one of the things like, oh, not even a tap in, like you just touch it and it fell in. And like, that's one of these things like You're we look just... back at um, with my psych is we call it like that round, like tap in 60. Amazing, man. That and and did you feel like you wanted to keep going, or were you like, oh man, I'm glad that's over? How, how was your feeling oh, as you tapped it I in? Did you want like, more? Or I was like just hyped. Like there wasn't like <laughs> like like let's keep going or like oh geez, thank God that's over. Like I was like first yeah. I was kind of like oh wow, like that's crazy. But then like um it was just one of those sort of moments where I was just like Jesus Christ, let that sink in. And then I was just so hyped. I was had just started seeing my um, now girlfriend anyway. And like I messaged yeah. her and I was like, you like, you would not believe what's just happened. Message mum and dad. And like, they're like, they're like, call us when you cool off sort of thing. And like, I was just jacked about it. Like it was just so, like, it took me ages to come down from it. And like still talking about yeah, it now, I get so excited about it. And I can tell it's awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, I mean, as I said, man, it's it, it's rare air. Yeah, it, it really is. It's it's such an an awesome achievement. Yeah. Um. I mean, I, I know you've got a big future ahead of you, but if that's if that's your story in front of the fire with the grandkids, <laughs> I mean, what a story to have, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's over the lip. And you know, if you don't trust me, boys and girls, go and watch the video. I mean, yeah. have you got the video on file somewhere? No, uh, I could get it. I could get. It. I don't actually. I, yeah. I think they sent it to me on whatever. But yeah, you've got it. You've got to find that out. Make sure it's in the. You bring that out, mate. When the grandkids yeah, are around the fire and say, "Look, look at look what Grandpa used to be able to do." Yeah, and it was kind of funny, like following that league group and just watching people sort of like people started dropping back from the league and <laughs> about watching them. Yeah, it become one of the other actually um, complicated factors was when I was doing it the guy who ended up winning is like notoriously a slow player. So like, and I'm not talking like sort of uh, your average yeah. slow, I'm talking like two and a half minutes kind of slow per shot. And it made it actually a little bit more difficult because like when you're waiting, right. like you've got all this time to think and like you sort of just have to be sure. able to control the emotions and everything that's going along with that. But like, I mean, that definitely made it more difficult in terms of doing that and it was just sort of like one of those other things i kind of look back and i'm like oh well i actually handled that situation like unbelievably well considering yeah. the circumstances that were there yeah so you got a slow player uh in contention i mean get get a worse mix of yeah. things there. Yeah, I mean, he ended up I mean, he ended up winning credit to him he, he bloody oh. he bloody fell out of the gates and then he and then he came storming home and uh, if, do you find um, there's a certain nationality or they're just slow players on tour, just anyone? Or is there oh, a particular... Mate, without getting caught up into races. I mean, <laughs> come on. You don't want to be slandering. Sorry, I shouldn't golf. put you in that position. You slandering <laughs> the professional golf community like that. I'm trying to get a headline, man. I'm trying to get a headline here. <laughs> there is definitely some slow players, but like, I mean, yeah, I mean, at the same time, I, people probably wouldn't say I'm like a really fast player. I, it's something I've worked on a lot was that like I was definitely a slow player and then like I consider myself like reasonably quick now and like that was again sure. just going back to like my psych and I know I've been bloody half and on about it but I mean it's just yeah it was just yeah, really a catalyst yeah absolutely and and is slow play the worst thing on tour talk, talk about oh. talk about the tour life I mean what's give me the top three things uh, that uh, it's kind of funny because like, like I mean a lot of pro golfers like I mean have a really negative attitude and yeah, um, yeah. we're like, it's kind yeah. of like a why me attitude. Like, Oh, why'd this happen to me sort of thing. And like, yeah. and like, I get, like, I totally get it because like, I mean, it's like, it's not an easy slog and I'm never going to say it that it is, but um, yeah. 
at the same time, you control your own destiny. I'm like, I mean, if you're going to have that kind of attitude, like, I mean, it's probably why you're mm. caught up sort of on the smaller tours. And I mean, yeah, exactly. There's definitely people on the big tours have sort of got that as well. But like, I mean, if you look at it, just remove golf out of it, like the people who are going to be in the higher likelihood to succeed are the guys with the sort of more optimistic attitude, sort of a little bit, sure, sure, a little sure. bit happier and sort of take, you have to take chances, but I mean, at the same time, you sort of take an educated chance too. Yeah. So you mix around with the people with you know, like-mindedness mm, and yeah. things like that. But yeah, I know what you're saying. I've, I've been around golf long enough to, you know, I hate golf and why yeah, this and why exactly. that. And, and just, like people whinge you know, about And they're other... still playing 10 years later, man. And like people <laughs> whinge, whinge about like other people's luck and stuff. And it's kind of like, well, I mean, you did hit that tree in the hazard and bounce back on the <laughs> fairway. So... <laughs> Well, exactly. I think people forget, you know, the luck that, that comes their way, you know, and, and, you know, that's what we talked about before perspective. Mm. Like you've just got to understand that you have some good breaks and bad breaks. Yeah. And um, unfortunately that's the game. And that's why I think we love and hate it at the same time. You know, that's, that's what gets us going because you can't be perfect at this game. Yeah. As, as much as you try. Yeah. And that's why people, I think you're just addicted to it. Yeah. You want to try and get as good as you can. It's, it's always just an arms. Well, definitely for you and arms, I'm, I'm about three, three arms away, but yeah, it, it's, it's very, it's very easy to get caught up in trying to be perfect when it's a game of unperfect. Yeah. That's it. Like people just have such like a view of it. Under, and like, if you imagine it's like they put one situation under the microscope when in reality, like, I mean, you're looking at like a landscape picture, motion picture, I'm like, I mean, it's just such a long period that you're going to get good and bad mm. things happening. And you're exactly right. It is totally perspective. Can you, uh, go back to the slow play? Is there anything uh, the tour can do about it? Do you think they should be doing more about? Oh yeah, for sure. Tours are so scared to penalize people. It's pathetic. Like, I mean, like, I mean, and that's kind of the thing It's like it go, it almost falls back on the players. And like, I mean, partly, yeah. rightly so but also like i mean they're the governing body they yeah. should be doing something about it like i mean you got like the players police where they sort of like pull people up and say like hey what the hell are you doing out there you took bloody four and a half minutes to hit that freaking plug lie in the bunker and like there's extenuating <laughs> circumstances occasionally but i mean <sighs> more than more than often it's just they're slow and they have to get pulled up but hopefully like i mean hopefully the tours do something about it like i mean not just from the perspective of players are going to benefit from it they're not going to be frustrated like i mean it's going to turn the sport into all mm. like it already is globalized but it's a more globalized more liked sport hopefully be able to remove that sort of stereotype like oh it's like an old man's kind of sport and whatnot and then like sure. people are going to be able to enjoy it and have a lot of fun and a lot of people say it like i mean i totally agree with it it teaches you a lot of like really good morals like i mean you go out there so mm. and you mm. have to you have to cop something on, on the chin you kind of get a little bit of this and a little bit of that and the more people that kind of get mm. involved into it, I think it's like, it's only ever going to be good. I mean, there'll be a lot more frustrated people out there, but I mean, at the same time, <laughs> it'll be good. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. And so what's the what's the goal for the rest of the year? I mean, obviously pretending we're coming back uh, pretty soon. Mm. I'm not, when, when's the, uh, where's your focus this year? I know you got three, have you got three cards? Have you got three? I've got, I'm playing over in China, I'm playing in China and Australia. So I'm not playing over in Asia. Like, I mean, I could get some stars right. potentially, but yeah, I'm, yeah, right. I'm not really too interested in playing over there at the moment. Like, I'm a, I mean, my goal is to get over to Europe or the US. Um, and then, like, ways yep. to do that is sort of, like, on the China tour that I'm on, like, the winner of the Order of Merit gets Category 16 onto um, the European tour, which is obviously right. a nice carrot. And, I mean, it's definitely a feasible mm. thing. And then, I mean, it's also the same with the Australian tour. And then to get onto the US, you more or less have to elevate your world ranking inside the top 100 to be eligible to receive invites or actually be able to go over to the US and sort of either get onto the web um, and then progress through into that top 25 on the order of merit there. And then you can gain a PGA Tour card out of that. All right. Good luck with that, mm. uh, with the China um, tour this year if they, if they get back up and running. But mm. Uh, so you're going to go to Q school if uh, do you, have you got plans to go to Q school of either European tour or? Uh, yeah, so I'll go to the European Q school, but then I'll also um, look at going to Web Q school as well. Um, my yeah. girlfriend, she might be moving over to Seattle potentially at the end of the year. So I mean, I might end up moving. Well, I will end up moving over there. Maybe not exactly when she goes, but maybe like within a like a period, a short period after that. 
and sort of going over. Well, if you're nice to her, mate, if you're yeah, nice if to she, her. if she bloody has me, I'll, I'll, I'll go over there, see how, see how it goes. You know, you've obviously packed your bags already. I mean, does she, she know about this? Yeah, she hasn't even given me the bloody invite yet. Man, it sounds like you got your head on your shoulders, you know. It, it's a very it's a very important thing. To, I mean, honestly, yeah. like you're, you're, you're a young dude. And I know where I, when I first met you, mm. I knew – I knew you had the uh, a big chance of making it. it. Just it was actually just because of your mindset. Like mm. when we played, um, anytime we talked about golf, you're always confident in your own self, mm. and you did it your way. Mm. And and I knew I knew that mentality, and along with obviously your skill level, mm. I knew you're a big chance. So it's nice to see you you gaining confidence and, and doing the things you're doing. So from my point of view, I think it's fantastic, man. Yeah. And um, I w- I wish you well with that. I mean. Um, I think you got all the chances in the world, but you know, what do you think for you is your next step? Is it time, or or do you think it is there something you need to work on a little bit more to get there? I think it's it just like I mean, just keep doing what I'm doing, and I mean, I, it's like I mean, you just have certain circumstances thrown at you. Like I mean, just for example, like you sort of before or when I wanted to turn professional, I have like a wrist injury, and then you go out there and you play, you get this nice clean run where you're playing awesome, and then like yeah. you sort of run into like a back injury but then like it's kind of been balanced out with this coronavirus because i'm like oh well i don't really have an injury now now i get time to heal and rehab and it's kind of like free time to rehab and heal so then like sure. then when i go back out there next time it's like well you just got to get clean runs and like people have hot streaks 100 mm. but like i mean at the same time you yeah. gotta have a consistent streak as well and if you go out there and you sort of know what you're doing you gotta, you gotta be able to like, you gotta go out there and you gotta know how to play your golf. At the end of the day, like, yeah, there's man. people who go out there and they play sort of cowboy golf and kind of things like that. And I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it definitely mm-hmm. works. Some like some I know players who like, they go out there and like they win tournaments like like here and there, but like at the same time they miss a ton of cuts as well. And like, if you, I guess, the most obvious solution would be like, okay, I wanna win events and but i also want to be in contention as often as possible yes you can miss cuts it's just the reality of it but i mean yeah sure going forward uh well just to finish off i'm going to ask you a couple of uh, quick one answer sort of questions yeah. just to finish um who's your golfing idol who's who's your number one guy oh the goat tiger yeah so cool yeah i mean it's so cool He's just crazy. He's just he does everything so good, doesn't yeah. he? Just everything he touches, he looks. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with you, mate. He's the reason I got into playing yeah. golf back in 1997. So exciting! Just so exciting. Win the Masters, I'm yeah. like, oh, that looks pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, gave footy away. <laughs> <laughs> Said I'm going to play some golf. Um, your all-time foursome, all-time favorite foursome, if you had to choose. Oh, probably Michael Jordan. Tiger yeah. Woods and um, I don't know who the fourth would be. Maybe maybe my old man. Maybe my old man. Yeah, take the old good, boy. Take the, answer, take the old boy. Good answer. <laughs> uh, someone inspires you, mate. Like it doesn't have to be a golfer. Just anyone that inspires you. Anyone that you've read or um, listened to. So many people. Like I family. mean, oh, so many. Oh, mum and dad, massive inspiration. Huge love. Yeah, love and pieces. Like just such a so lucky to be a part of like that family because it just doesn't happen all that often like that what's your the best advice you've heard so um for the golfer watching here who's either playing on tour lower ranks or just the average week-to-week golfer what's sort of the best advice you can give if you can give one <sighs> it's sort of like i guess it's kind of again a two-part answer sorry to be a two-parter um no, it's go for like it, man. i think we've touched on it, it's kind of like don't get caught up in like the semantics of golf and like oh my wrist angle isn't this good it's sort of like (laughs) oh like uh, like i've got this really good drill that i do which sort of just helps people like understand that really quickly but then also like the second part of that is you want to go out on the golf course i think and you want to not be a reactor you want to be an observer and this is of yourself. Like you don't want to go out there and like you hit a hook and then you instantly react to hitting a hook. It's like that old golfer saying, oh, he missed the first one left. Yeah, He's going to sure. miss the second one right. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, that's, that's what right. happens most <laughs> times. But if you're like, yeah, if you right. observe the situation, if you were to imagine you're looking down on yourself and like you sort of looked at, oh, my, what was my thought process? I didn't want to hit it in the hazard right. So I hit it left. And you sort of just mm. kind of understand, oh, I wasn't even thinking about golf. I was thinking about, I was thinking about what I'm having for dinner tonight sort of thing. 
And like, then yeah. you can sort of refine what actually happened as opposed to reacting to something that happened. Yeah. So, okay. You know, yeah. That's, yeah, I, I totally understand. And I think what have we said before with um, um, basically knowing your own game, mm. I think that's another crucial thing, a bit of advice. If you mm. can just understand your game. And I, I don't, I haven't played when I played locally at Burley, mm. actually, I was a member there for mm. a long time and, I see the old guys used to play with, and they just had this little cut, and this old guy just used to get it around. Mm. He just knew exactly how he played, and yeah. so he he picked the clubs he needed, gained it around, scored well yeah. for, for his age. So um, you just understand your own game for sure. And if you don't understand your game, that's where you need to get good help. Yeah, and get a get a coach that has a very simple communication stream to you. I think that's important too. So for don't get, as you said, don't get caught up in. Uh, different drills and different things yeah. all the time. Just keep it simple. Yeah, for sure. Work on one thing. For sure. Like you know, just, because I think that's... For sure. Just like Sorry, mate. Yeah. observing, like, I mean, observing what happened and why it happened as opposed to reacting to why it happened. And then you sort of like, I think it's just mm. a big downward spiral. Like when you react, it's like if you get into an argument with somebody and you both end up yelling at each other, you're both just reacting to one another as opposed to sort of just yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of realizing what are we even like, what are we arguing about? Why are we arguing about it? Let's talk, let's figure it out in a sort of a logical way. And I yeah, guess absolutely. that's what Good I'm, advice, that's what I'm sort of advice. going from. And the last one, mate, what would be your ultimate achievement in golf? If, if you could just tick off one thing and then re retire what would be the one thing that you would want to take off God. in your career? In my career, I just honestly, like, I mean, I want to win and like, I want to win a lot. Don't get me wrong, but I want to sort of just after 20 years or whatever it is, like just look back on career and had like a very successful career. Don't get me wrong, but I just want to look back on it and be like, yep, like I had such a blast doing that. And now it's time to move on and do something else or just keep it, keep it there as a party life. But I just want to, like, I mean, my big thing is I just want to be happy in life and just have fun and do all that. And like, just so it happens that I also want to be ultra competitive and that brings me happiness as well. But like, doing so, so, but ultimately with that, obviously you're, you're meaning you're going to get everything you can out of your own self. Yeah. And like, and I mean, well, I know right? what I'm capable sure. of doing and like, I can tick those boxes and stuff. And like, that's what I mean is I just want to look back yeah. after 20 years and just be like, yeah, I did a good job in my golf career and I'm very happy and very yeah. happy. You left everything out there on the, on the field. Yeah. And like, yeah, I'm very happy. happy I'm very comfortable. I won, I won 50 times. So it's all good. <laughs> nice mate. Yeah. Mate, mate, it's been a pleasure catching up with you. Yeah. Um, I've, I've loved the chat. Uh, I appreciate your insights and uh, I wish you luck for this year and obviously for your career. Um, just a shout out, give, give us, your, have you got, have you got Instagram where we can follow you? Yeah. website. On, jump on Instagram. It's, um, at Cade McBride. Uh, I mean, there's probably a shirtless photo of me on there by accident. <laughs> so I might have to remove that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and then, yeah, excellent, and then right. my website is, yeah, is, um, cademcbride.com as well. Ah, uh, cool. And we can follow your progress on that. That's yeah. awesome, mate. Um, uh, really appreciate your time again and uh, thanks for that. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. Cheers. <laughs> Has Liv set me up here? Okay, okay. I was doing some research on you and I saw that you were 25. I just want you to confirm this. Yeah. 25 years old, six foot, which I think is questionable, and 90 kilograms, which I definitely think is questionable. Yeah. Six foot's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Six foot is definitely. She's a laugh. I'm six foot one with shoes on, <laughs> and then I, I was ninety kilos. Well, I was going to mention to you that I was I was very overweight when you knew me, but then you know I got a grip on reality and sort of you know. <clears throat> the, the, I, I just the didn't know whether you'd be like happy. With... Ninety kilo, five foot eleven, Cade. <laughs> <God. laughs> I'm like I'm pretty sure this guy's five five foot eleven and about. 70 kilos but that's all right nah, nah, mate. So, uh, <laughs> nah, six foot yeah. six foot without shoes on barefoot in the morning what am i 80 i'm 82 kilos six percent body fat now so you know i've, I've made my way out of life pretty pretty well so far uh, you, you're not you don't have to you know, uh, put yourself on out there mate you, you're taken by a lovely girl aren't oh, you oh mate it's just proven a point to you now <laughs> <laughs> that was uh Reliving your 60 was awesome, man. Mm. <laughs>
That was crazy. Mm, yeah, it was. What about your caddy? What Did you have a caddy? Or your oh, caddy? yeah, I had this Chinese caddy. caddy. He was so fucking nervous. He was nervous for me. He was like, oh, like <laughs> didn't speak English. And I had to tell him to breathe. I was massaging his shoulders and I was like, just relax. Just relax. It's okay. Okay. Oh, I've got okay. this. Okay. okay. Got and, then this. I, and then I, I breathe, breathe. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> 